What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking our week one fantasy football running back starts and sits for every single matchup. So make sure to tune in. If you enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at All Day Pigskin to continue interacting with us there. And lastly, let us hear it in the comment section. Do you agree, disagree, along with any other questions you guys might have? We'll do our best to answer them all. But with that being said, let's get right into it. We kick off week one with the Cowboys at the Buccaneers. And to nobody's surprise, look, the highest upside running back here is Ezekiel Elliott. But I will say this is probably one of the tougher matchups that Zeke will have all season long. So even though you might have drafted him as a top five running back, I'm expecting a low end RB1 performance. Maybe if you want to be conservative, high end RB2 performance, because the Bucs, while they were a tough defense all season long last year, And this offseason, well, they pretty much just brought everybody back. So probably won't be too much drop off there. And if the Buccaneers can go up quickly on this average Cowboys defense, then offensively, the Cowboys might have to kind of abandon the run a little bit more, making Ezekiel Elliott outside of the game plan as you would normally expect. But either way, he's still such a great running back that you are starting him no matter what. Moving on to the Bucks, though, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, I've been saying this for a while. Ronald Jones is the guy that I want to start out of this backfield every single week. He's got a rather favorable matchup. So honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he's relevant, along with one of these you know, current sits that we have in Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard. But the fact of the matter is, I think right now, both are sits because they're used in similar fashions, both primarily as pass catchers. Ronald Jones is going to be that guy. Yes, he's limited in PPR scoring, more standard suited. I've got him as a low end to mid-level RB2, but his rushing upside is the highest, you know, high touchdown upside as well in what could be a high scoring game for the Bucs. But until we actually see this backfield and how it shapes up, who is getting more usage, Bernard or Leonard Fournette? I would be fading both of them because just too many question marks, too hard to predict, and there's going to be inconsistencies. Moving on, we've got the Seahawks at the Colts, and for Seattle, I'm starting Chris Carson. There really isn't any other running back option for Seattle. I like Carson's chances to be a low-end RB1 on the week. Probably won't be pretty because the Colts do have a pretty stout defense, but Carson should get a lot of usage, and Again, I think that he's going to be a focal point for this offense. I'm not scared about guys like Rashad Penny or really anyone else in this backfield. Chris Carson is healthy, and when healthy, he is the guy for the Seahawks. Uh, On the side for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. I like both of their uh, plays this week. Taylor has the highest upside out of probably any running back in this matchup. The Seahawks defense, not all that scary, and... I think Taylor is going to get a lot of usage, uh, high rushing upside, high touchdown upside, but don't sleep on Naheem Hines, especially with T.Y. Hilton now hurt for an extended period of time. Naheem Hines will probably have an even bigger role as a pass catching running back on this team. And in my opinion, in PPR formats, he'll probably be good for between eight and 10 points. Uh, A guy that you can start in the flex position if you are desperate And again, while T.Y. Hilton is out, I would be perfectly fine starting Hines uh, if you are looking for between 8 and 10 points every single week. I think he's probably a pretty safe option there. As far as sits, I'm sitting Marlon Mack. 
he's probably an afterthought at this point in time. But I just wanted to bring up his name because, you know, he's probably a recognized uh, figure uh, in terms of the backfield. But after his injury last year and after the emergence of Jonathan Taylor, uh, Marlon Mack, to me, just doesn't have too much to offer. So I'm not getting cute here. Marlon Mack is probably going to be a season long sit for me. Next up, we've got the Jags at the Texans. This one's interesting because I think it can be very high scoring in terms of the points. James Robinson is the guy that I really, really like in this matchup. I think he can be a top 10 running back on the week versus what's probably going to be an atrocious Texans defense. Uh, What's more intriguing to me here, however, is the usage for Carlos Hyde. Normally, I probably wouldn't say start both Robinson and Hyde, but considering the chemistry and the relationship that Hyde and new head coach Urban Meyer had from their days back in Ohio State, I think Hyde might get more usage than James Robinson owners want to admit. And especially in a game like this versus the Texans, uh, Hyde, to me, could have low-end RB2 potential here. So I like him as a potential flyer if you're desperate at the running back position. Uh, Then for the Texans, look, David Johnson, he's not David Johnson of old Uh, He's not a sexy name, and it's going to be inconsistent, but right now, he's probably one of the more reliable options for this Texans offense, whether it's with Deshaun Watson or without. Uh, David Johnson is going to get usage as a pass catcher and the primary rusher, Uh, but again, factoring in the matchup here versus this Jaguars defense, I actually think Phillip Lindsay could be a decent start as well. Pretty similar fashion to a Carlos Hyde, probably a lower floor. Uh, But in my opinion, Philip Lindsay is the best running back out of this backfield, which includes David Johnson himself and Mark Ingram, who we currently have as a sit. Simply put, uh, we can't have three running backs all be fantasy relevant. Uh, I think at some point in time, Lindsay is going to take over this backfield. Uh, And Mark Ingram is unfortunately kind of the forgotten man. Yes, he kind of might be a big name and only a couple years removed from having a pretty good season with the Baltimore Ravens. But there's just too many mouths to feed on a bad offense here for the Texans. Bad offensive line. Uh, Thankfully, it's a good matchup for them. So you might be able to salvage some usage from David Johnson and Lindsey, who are not going to be any higher than RB2's uh, best case scenario. Afterwards, we've got the Eagles at the Falcons. I'm starting both Miles Sanders and Mike Davis. I actually think even though I'm not all that high on Miles Sanders this season because of inconsistency, potentially a running back uh, committee here, this is a great matchup for him. Uh, The Falcons defense, it's kind of been their Achilles heel for a couple years, and I think this could be a high-scoring affair. So for that reason, I actually really like Miles Sanders. I think he could be a sneaky uh, top 12 running back on the week. And then for the Falcons, we've got Mike Davis. And maybe the upside for Mike Davis has been lowered with the signing of Wayne Gallman. Uh, But to me, Mike Davis is still the starting running back for the Falcons. Like I expect him to get the majority of the carries and the pass catching work, which is what will be most important here. I think he'll be in PPR formats, specifically a solid mid-level RB2 on the week. Looking at our sits though here, this is where it gets interesting. I'm sitting both Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles, even though I do think one of these guys does have the potential to end up being a PPR pass catching a start on a week-to-week basis, but similar to like the Bucks and Bernard and Leonard Fournette, I just want to see 
uh, some more sample sizes in terms of how the Eagles decide to use Scott and Gainwell. If they favor one over the other, then that's who we're going to go with in the future. But right now, since this is the first week of the season, there might be splits. Uh, I think it's too risky to start either one of them. Uh, and then again, we're sitting Wayne Gallman. Yes, you know, he might be an exciting addition and a pretty talented backup. But right now, I'm going with Mike Davis. Uh, I'm not panicking all that much. And in my opinion, Wayne Gallman is primarily going to be a guy uh, that's used as a worst case scenario if Mike Davis is hurt. But we'll see. Again, this will be interesting in terms of how the Falcons want to utilize this running back situation. But in my opinion, Mike Davis is the guy that you roll with here for the Falcons. Next, we've got the Chargers at Washington, and this one's easy. You start everybody. Austin Eckler is an absolute stud. This is a very tough matchup, but in PPR formats, I think Austin Eckler will be fine, probably on the verge of a top 12 running back because, again, this is a very tough matchup. I don't think the rushing yards are going to be there, but I think the targets, the catches, and the receiving yards will probably be there for Eckler. That's why he was one of those guys that had a very high floor, but the upside will be limited this week. So again, don't be shocked if you see an RB2 performance from him. For Washington, Gibson probably has the highest upside out of any running back here because the matchup for him versus the Chargers defense, not quite as daunting uh, as that is what Washington has on that side of the football. I really like Gibson. Uh, It remains to be seen what Washington will do with McKissick, but I do think he's going to be in that Naheem Hines, James White type of role. And in PPR formats, I would be starting him. In standard formats, not so much, but a guy that's probably going to get you, again, 8 to 10 points maybe in PPR, uh, probably won't have as much success as he did last season. I expect the, uh, you know, the catches to dip, but we'll see. I mean, the preseason, if that was any indication, McKissick was getting usage uh, again as a pass catcher, uh, sometimes more so than Antonio Gibson. So right now, I'm starting both of these guys in week one. Gibson, he's in the, you know, RB1 territory. McKissick, low-end RB2, probably, you know, RB3. Afterwards, we've got the Steelers at the Bills. Only running back I want to start here is Najee Harris. It's simple as that. Yes, I absolutely hate the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Najee Harris is still going to, at worst-case scenario, be an RB2. Now, the Bills, I think, are a pretty good team from top to bottom on both sides of the football. That's why I don't think Najee Harris is going to have like a top five running back game performance here. But overall, you know, I think worst case scenario, low end RB2, the volume will be there, which is nice, you know, potentially uh, raise the floor. But again, the offensive line, I think, will be a worry for the Steelers all season long. But you got to start Najee Harris Uh, For the Bills, I'm sitting everybody, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Uh, We saw it last season when both these guys are healthy. They split carries and Josh Allen vultures both of them in red zone opportunities. I think it's going to be a situation where it's a hot hand approach and neither one really separated themselves in the preseason. So I'm fading both Singletary and Moss all season long unless there's an injury or one of these guys just runs away with the job. Afterwards, we've got the 49ers at the Lions, and I'm starting everybody here. Raheem Moster, Trey Sermon for the 49ers. I think it's a very favorable matchup uh, for them versus this Lions defense. Uh, And while Raheem Moster is healthy, he is very serviceable, very efficient. I think he can be a high-end RB2 on the week. And Sermon, even though he's a rookie, uh, right now he's benefiting from kind of a 
banged up backfield uh, behind Mostert. I think he's going to be the RB2 here. The 49ers are very run heavy. And versus this Lions defense, where I think the 49ers can put up a lot of points, uh, I do think Sermon will have a decent start, probably a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. But Mostert is the guy to start. Then for the Lions, this one's interesting. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Now, we should probably have an asterisk next to DeAndre Swift's name because we don't actually know if he's going to play in week one with that groin issue. Uh, If he does, though, I'm starting him. Uh, And if he doesn't, man, Jamal Williams gets an amazing boost. But honestly, even if Swift is playing, I'm still starting Jamal Williams. I think he's going to be in the RB2 category. Uh, Obviously, Swift has the higher upside, but he could be Uh, on a snap count in this game wouldn't shock me one bit I think Jamal Williams is going to be a sleeper in this game in week one and honestly all season long I love him in PPR formats afterwards we got the Vikings at the Bengals again really simple start Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon I think Dalvin Cook could potentially be the highest scoring running back this week versus a not so good Bengals defense the Vikings are a run first team Dalvin Cook can do it all Uh, You know, he's got the upside for over 100 yards, multiple touchdowns, and a lot of yards through the air as well. I love Dalvin Cook in this matchup. Joe Mixon, also, you are starting here. Uh, Hopefully, the Bengals don't fall behind, and hopefully, that offensive line doesn't show shades of 2020 Bengals. But Joe Mixon is going to be a start here. Uh, I'm very curious to see what type of performance we get from the Vikings defense. They were very underwhelming last season. Uh, But Joe Mixon, again, he's a start. I think he could be an RB1 on the week. Uh, All things considered, not that tough of a matchup. And again, without Giovanni Bernard this season, Mixon could see uh, the highest usage he's ever uh, had his entire career so far. So that's obviously a plus for him. Then we've got the Jets at the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey, you start, no questions about it. I mean, he could, again, with Dalvin Cook, he's probably going to be in contention for the top running back in PPR formats. He could very well be the top guy. Uh, He's a no-brainer every single week. I don't have to say all that much. Then for the Jets, this is a little bit tough. I'm starting Coleman primarily in PPR formats. He was the hand-picked guy. He's got the connection with Salah. You know, he was there with the 49ers. But this is a very tentative start. I do want to highlight that. If you guys want to be safe, then probably sit all of the Jets rushers here. But the matchup isn't all that bad. The Panthers defensively, they don't scare me really at all. Uh, If you're starting one of these Jets running backs, I wouldn't consider Michael Carter, who I have as a sit. I think to begin with, uh, in the early parts of 2021, it'll be either Coleman or Ty Johnson uh, I'm struggling whether to decide, you know, which one of these guys is going to be the primary rusher. I think this week one matchup is going to be a great indication of that. Uh, honestly, it could be a coin flip whether you start Coleman or Ty Johnson. That's what it was for me. But I gave Coleman the slight edge at least early on in the season. Technically, he's listed as the starter for the Jets on their depth chart right now. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, but I'm not getting my hopes up for really any Jets rushers at this point in time. When things become a little bit more clear, then maybe. But for now, I think there's only going to be one option, and it's going to be tough to predict. Then we've got the Cardinals at the Titans. I'm starting Chase Edmonds uh, primarily in PPR formats. I don't think he has RB1 upside. I don't even think he really has high-end RB2 upside. I wouldn't be shocked if James Conner, when it's all said and done, has a better fantasy season than Chase Edmonds. I think he's just the better all-around running back. 
But in PPR formats, you know, I'll start Chase Edmonds. Uh, I think he's a low-end RB2 at best, though, just because, you know, Kyler Murray, he's got so many other options offensively. For the Titans, Derrick Henry is a must-start. Um, yes, he won't give you all that much pass catching upside, but I mean, the guy rushed for over 2000 yards last season, huge rushing upside in this game versus a not so good Cardinals defense. So you start Derrick Henry top five running back. Uh, and then I am sitting James Conner, even though I did say, I think he could be the top running back for this team. Well, I don't think it's going to happen right away. Edmonds knows the system a little bit more. Kyler Murray is also going to take away rushing yards from both of these guys. So for the time being, I am sitting James Conner. Afterwards, Browns at the Chiefs. I'm starting every running back here, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Chubb has the higher upside for sure. He's the primary running back. But Kareem Hunt in PPR formats, I'm starting him. I feel comfortable uh, starting him. He's going to get, obviously, the pass-catching work, but from time to time, he also gets rushes. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he finishes this game with 10-plus rushes. This will probably be one of the higher-scoring games of the week, so I think there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities for both of these running backs for the Browns. Chubb is an RB1. Kareem Hunt could surprise and be a high-end RB2 on the week. Then for the Chiefs, I'm starting Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yes, it's a tough matchup, so I don't think his upside is quite as high as that of Nick Chubb, but I think he'll still be a high-end RB2. He's got that PPR upside as well, and again, I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, so I like the upside for Clyde Edwards-Alaire here. Then we've got the Dolphins at the Patriots. I'm starting Miles Gaskin. Yes, the Patriots defense is tough, but Gaskin right now, he's the starting running back for the Dolphins. Uh, the competition, not all that great behind him. And I think he can put together a low to mid-level RB2 performance on the week. And for future matchups that are more favorable, potentially even better. For the Patriots, I'll start Damian Harris more so in standard formats than James White in PPR formats. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if this is one of the lower scoring games of the week, so I wouldn't get my hopes up all that high for really any of these running backs. Uh, but in the future, again, Damian Harris, more of that standard suited guy, James White, more of that PPR guy. And I am sitting Ramondre Stevenson, you know, the rookie sensation in the preseason, even though I think he's probably the best all around running back that the Patriots have. But the Patriots, you know, historically, they don't go with just one running back. And Stevenson being a rookie, I think he's probably... Uh, going to get utilized more so down uh, the year. And for that reason, right now, I am sitting him. I don't think that there's going to be three viable running backs for the Patriots fantasy-wise. Afterwards, Broncos at the Giants. I'll start Melvin Gordon and I'll start Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is obviously the guy uh, that's, you know, the highest upside here, potentially a top five running back in your drafts. Uh, there are question marks whether Saquon Barkley plays in week one, though. I should bring that up. And if he does, he will be on a snap count most likely. So temper your expectations for Barkley uh, in the beginning of the year. And this is a very tough Broncos defense. And, you know, I've been saying this for a while. For the first couple weeks of the season, we probably won't see vintage Barkley. He might even be in the RB2 category for this week. I did list Melvin Gordon as a start. Uh, Javante Williams as a sit. I do believe that this will probably be a running back by committee for the Broncos. Uh, and Javante Williams probably is a guy that at the end of the season maybe even takes over. But for the time being, I'm giving the edge to the experienced guy in Melvin Gordon. Uh, but he's in the RB2 category. I don't see any one of these running backs ever really being in the RB1 category on the year. Uh, and then Devontae Booker as a sit, but potentially 
you know, if Barkley doesn't play, obviously you start Devontae Booker, but even if Barkley is in a snap count, I still wouldn't get cute with Booker. This is, a, again, a very tough matchup for the Giants. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there isn't a lot of points scored, so I am sitting Devontae Booker. Afterwards, Packers at the Saints. I'm starting the big names, Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara. Both have top five running back upside. This should be another very high-scoring game. Uh, you don't really need to say all that much. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be sensational here. No Michael Thomas with Jameis Winston. I love everything about Kamara. Uh, higher upside than that of Aaron Jones. As far as the sits, I'm sitting A.J. Dillon. Uh, I still haven't gotten to the point where you know I'm starting the backup for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think Aaron Jones is obviously the preferred choice. I don't think A.J. Dillon is quite on the level as Jamal Williams in terms of the usage last year. So that'll be something to keep an eye out for. Maybe down the road, A.J. Dillon will be serviceable, but right now, pass. And for the Saints, Latavius Murray, I'm not going with him either. I mean, he was a guy that people were talking about potentially getting cut this year by the Saints. And I don't think, you know, he might even lose work to the third running back on the team. So I am passing Latavius Murray. Uh, next up, Bears at the Rams. I'll start David Montgomery and I'll start Daryl Henderson, but I don't like any really one of these starts. I, I like the players, but the matchups are absolutely god awful. Uh, it's really bad for David Montgomery versus this Rams defense. I think he's the better player, but I'm expecting a struggle for him here. He's going to be touchdown dependent. And it's going to be a tough one. Probably low-end RB2. Don't get your hopes up. Same for Daryl Henderson. Tough Bears defense. And, you know, maybe with that thumb injury not being 100%, I'm not expecting all that much from him here. But uh, still, you start both of these guys. Uh, they've got RB2 type of potential. Uh, then for the sits, I'm sitting Damian Williams and Sony Michelle, the direct backups for these two teams. Yes, no, no Tariq Cohen, but the matchup is awful for the Bears here. So Damian Williams is a sit. And then Sony Michelle, also a sit of, for the pretty much the exact same reason. Very tough matchup. And I do anticipate Daryl Henderson will get the bulk of the carries. And then finally, Ravens at the Raiders. I'm starting Gus Edwards and I'm starting Kenyon Drake. For the Ravens, Gus Edwards, I don't think he'll be what J.K. Dobbins was. I think it'll be a lower version of that. But versus the Raiders, uh, I'm going to be rolling with Gus Edwards. I think the Ravens can put up a lot of points here. Uh, but I think, honestly, the biggest uh, winner in terms of rushers on this team is Lamar Jackson uh, and then Gus Edwards. I think Edwards, if, again, this is a high-scoring affair for the Ravens, does have actually RB1 potential on the week. Uh, then the Raiders... Uh, maybe a bit of a surprise. I'm starting Kenyon Drake over Josh Jacobs. I don't believe in the offensive line. I think Josh Jacobs uh, is going to be touchdown dependent all season long, and I think he's limited as a pass catcher. This is a tough Ravens defense, so I'm going for the guy with the higher floor. Yes, Drake won't get as many carries as Josh Jacobs, but he's got the higher upside due to the pass catching ability, but honestly, I don't love either one of these running backs on the week. Uh, I think whoever you go with is probably a low-end RB2 at best. But with that, we wrap up this week one running back start and sit breakdown. And as always, let us hear it in the comment section. Did you agree, disagree, along with any other questions? If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe, give us a follow on Twitter at AllDayPigskin to continue interacting with us there. But in the meantime, we'll see you guys in future videos.